nations for your sake. Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, May 17th. 2023 for the Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast coming to you from the beautiful Streams in the Desert Live home studio via StarWorldWideNetworks.com where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is Woke is No Joke. But before we get started, let us pray. Lord God, we come humbly before your throne and bow down spiritually speaking. Lord God, we thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you've yet to do. We ask that the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit be uh, in this place, permeating this hour together with the world, Lord God, that you've made available to us through this broadcast for your glory, Lord God, that their hearts would be touched and changed by the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit. And Lord Jesus, I thank you for taking my place upon the cross of Calvary that I may have eternal life. And as I said before, Holy Spirit, have your way in this day in Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. As we open the show for today, in setting the stage, we will be reading from John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10, where Jesus begins by stating, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice, and a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. John then speaking says, This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not 
what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Jesus ends this portion of scripture by stating the thief come not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I, Jesus said, am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. With that said, we are now about to take a look at the new American woke religion, my friends, and how this worldview has crept into some of the ch America's churches of today. In our first piece, posted May 16, 2023, to the end of the American Dream.com, authored by Mr. Michael Snyder, we find this article titled America's New Woke Religion, of which Mr. Snyder begins by asking, Have you seen the light yet? Then continues by sharing, As Christianity has declined in the United States, other faiths have moved quickly to fill the void. He says, in previous articles, I have written about the explosive growth that witchcraft and Satanism have both experienced in recent years. But Christianity's main rival in the U.S. is neither uh, one of them, says Mr. Snyder, who then goes on to say, today woke ideology and the backlash to it are constantly in the news. Our politicians are defined by their adherence to it. Virtually all of our corporations are very careful to show public submission to it. Many of our entertainers have become rabid proponents for it, and our public schools are being transformed into indoctrination centers for the cause. Michael continues by further stating... As a result, we now have millions upon millions of young people that have a remarkably uh, consistent set of core values. Unfortunately, says Mr. Snyder, those core values are pretty much the opposite of the core values of the people that once founded this country. He continues by sharing, uh, throughout much of our history, most Americans uh, derived their core values from religion, and that is still true today. He then goes on to say, you see, the truth is that there is much that is religious in the woke movement. It has its own rituals, practices, flags, songs, mantras, gatherings, and evangelists. He then adds, of course, there are also heretics and cancel culture that uh, have emerged as a way to punish those heretics, he says just before going on to say, in this new environment, either you will be awakened willingly or you will suffer the consequences. Mr. Snyder then says, I really like how Michael Valos uh, described the new 
National Church. That is now that is now evolving all around us. What does it mean to be woke? First and foremost, woke is a religious signal that you have heard the good news and seen the light. Awakening means both witnessing revealed truth and experiencing spiritual transformation. Mr. Vallejos continues by stating, today this has taken the form of a collective enunciation of a new national church, reformed and transformed to replace the original American sect which is wicked and corrupt. In simple, practical terms, he says, the Church of Woke is pledged to the destruction of racism, uh, patriarchy, and heteronormativity. At this point, Mr. Snyder chimes in by stating, we are supposed to be a very tolerant society, but there is no tolerance in this new religion. Mr. Vallejos continues uh, by sharing that in the woke religion, Christian beliefs about justice and truth are supplanted with contemporary doctrines of equality, LGBTQ+, aggressive feminism, anti-capitalism, cultural shame, historical uh, national sin, uh, legacy guilt, claims of privilege, uh, intersectionality, intersectionality, microaggression, critical race beliefs, BLM, compelled speech, uh, and inclusion of all self-identities. But there's no tolerance for those who challenge the woke faith. The woke spirit takes a young person who desires to do good and shifts them into a hating machine, an angry, bitter person. And at this point, Mr. Schneider says, let me ask you a question. If you encounter an angry person in the street demanding that you change your ways, is that individual more likely to be a Christian preacher or a radical, woke activist? He then goes on to say, I think we all know the answer to that question. Just before going on to say, many of those that are woke believe their gospel with a fervent, with a fever that would make the most extreme Islamic jihadists blush. He continues by stating, if you do not agree with them, you are evil and you are part of the problem. According to Vivek Ramazmi, we have now reached a point where wokeness actually meets the Supreme Court's test for religion. Wokeness has become so prevalent across America's institutions from schools to corporations that author Vivek Ramazmi argues it meets the Supreme Court test for religion. Wokeism, or wokeness, he says, is a secular religion. It isn't a religion based on God. It isn't a religion that offers a path to redemption, but it is a secular religion nonetheless. Ramazmi, author of Woke Inc., 
tells CBN News. Meanwhile, says Mr. Schneider, the influence of Christianity in our society continues to wane. According to a brand new survey that was just conducted by the Public Religion uh, Research Institute, only 16% of us still consider religion to be most important uh, to be the most important part of our lives. Now that's really sad, my friends, and that is why America's falling apart. A survey by the Public Religion uh, Research Institute, or PRRI, shows that only 16% of Americans say religion is the most important part of their lives, down from a fifth a decade ago. Meanwhile, about a quarter of Americans say they used to follow a different religion to the one they currently practice, a share of the population that keeps growing. The uh, Then Mr. Snyder interjects, church attendance has been declining for decades, and the percentage of Americans that identify as Christians has been steadily dropping. The number of Americans who attend church once a week fell, get this, my friends, from 19% in 2019 to 16% last year says the survey of some 6,600 uh, adults across all 50 states. Only 64% of Americans identify as Christians nowadays, as Christian nowadays. That percentage has been steadily dropping. The share of nuns, those without any religious affiliation, has meanwhile risen to 27%. As Mr. Schneider continues this piece, he states, what we are witnessing is a shift of seismic proportions. Over the past few years, unprecedented numbers of Americans have either switched to a new faith or have decided that it is time to walk away from religion completely. Among those that have made a switch, approximately 30% say that it was, get this, my friends, due to the negative religious teachings about or treatment of LGBTQ plus people. About 30% said negative religious teachings about or treatment of LGBTQ uh, people forced them to change. To that, Mr. Snyder says, wow, just before going on to say, of course, support for the LGBTQ plus agenda is one of the core tenets of the new woke religion. And once June starts, the entire uh, country will be spending an, an entire month conducting gatherings, parades, and celebrations to show how fervently they support pride. Mr. Snyder wraps up his piece by stating the transformation of America is virtually complete. Our entire society has been turned completely upside down. And if we stay on the path that we are currently on, there is not going to be a future for our country or nation. But at this point, Environment, the environment in the U.S. has become so extreme that we are not even allowed to have a de 
debate about such things, he says. There shall be no deviating from the new orthodoxy, and those that attempt to do so are likely to get brutally counseled. And on that spine-tingling note, my friends, I will be right back after the break so that we may continue our trek through Woke is No Joke. says it all, my friends, trusting in the Word of God, 
walking in the power, working and anointing of God's indwelling Holy Spirit that was sent back on the day of Pentecost that Jesus promised that he would send back to strengthen those who belong to him until he returns for us. And that, my friends, is totally awesome song. I love it. Petra, 1982. I'm an oldie but goodie kind of person on those songs. Okay, now, my friends, we will be taking a look at just how this new woke religion is sweeping America from a biblical point of view as we begin with this timely piece penned by Nicole Alcindor, uh, who is a Christian Post reporter and whose piece is titled Universalism and Open Heaven. Pastor identifies the signs of a woke church. It is time to listen up, my friends, because from this point forward is totally awesome uh, word from God, from the mouth of God to the ears of all mankind who will receive it. Nicole begins this piece by stating a pastor and podcaster recently uh, provided a uh, valuable advice to Christians searching for a new church, cautioning them about specific warning signs that indicate a church might be embracing woke ideology. Pastor Lucas Miles is the author of the book Woke Jesus, the False Messiah Destroying Christianity which is scheduled for release next month. I do believe this book is already out. I think I saw it online. I have not read it, and at this point, do not endorse it because I have not read it. But check it out, my friends, and see what the Lord says to you through the power, working, and anointing of His Holy Spirit concerning it. The writer continues by sharing, in a May uh, 4 episode of Uh, Politely Rude with Abby Johnson podcast, Miles shared tips for Christians on how to discern the red flags when church hunting. It's crucial for believers to be aware of these red flags and exercise discernment when evaluating potential churches, he said. Miles contends that churches have been invaded by various ideologies, such as the Black Lives Matter movement, the LGBT movement, and critical race theory. Of course, the very obvious things, uh, if the flag is a rainbow-colored flag, or if there is a BLM BLM flag flying above the cross outside, uh, then that might be something to note, Miles said. Miles emphasized the importance of asking a set of crucial questions before Christians decide to join a church. He stressed the need for careful observation of signs that may indicate a church's alignment with wokeism. You want to listen for language, maybe of critical race theory, Miles told Johnson, a pro-life activist, who, uh, so are they talking about white fragility? Are they using the word diversity all the time? Uh, Are they, the church leaders, more focused on that than they are about just loving people because Christ has called us to love everybody? Miles emphasizes that a church rooted in biblical principles will not embrace a distorted understanding of grace and truth as its 
fundamental theology. Is there still a handle on grace and truth? So one of the things I always tell people is that the Bible tells us the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ, Miles shared. The writer moving forward then says, according to Miles, any deviation into uh, heresy tends to occur through two avenues, uh, an excessive emphasis on grace or a problematic distortion of the truth. He emphasizes the importance of remaining vigilant in both aspects of the equation. If you are elevating grace over truth, you become a progressive. If you elevate truth over grace, you become a bigot. We need both of those in full force, he said. Some other signs of a woke church, according to Miles, is if it, it teaches a universalist, a universalist view on salvation. Universalism, and listen up, my friends, because this is running rapid not only in woke churches, but almost every church out there. Universalism promotes the idea that all people, regardless of what they believe, will be saved. That's not what the Bible says. Are they teaching an open heaven, Miles said? That you can go to hell, but maybe get out of it later on in life and kind of work your way back to heaven? That would be something to watch for. Uh, the writer then says, Miles advises Christians not to hesitate in scheduling meetings with the pastor or elders of prospective churches to inquire about the church's stance on specific topics. This proactive approach, he says, allows believers to gain clarity and make informed decisions. Miles also said that one way to look for red flags that a church is woke is by looking at a church's website and Bio biographical information about its church staff. Does the pastor have pronouns in his bio? That's probably something that you want to look for and really recognize there. Uh, Miles said, and I think also asking them what other nonprofits they support. Miles addressed Christian listeners who have children, advising them to exercise caution by asking questions to church leaders and conducting research before their children become deeply involved in a particular church. I think that you have the right, if you're going to attend there and you're going to give money there, to just come out and ask them, where do you stand on the issues of abortion, marriage, sexuality? Do you hold to a biblical framework? Do you perform gay weddings here at the church? Miles advised asking. Just ask those questions, just flat out, so that you don't have to wonder, so that you don't have to wonder, he says, and you're not attending there for three or six months and your kids get invested in relationships and then you realize it's a problem. And what happens then, he says, a lot of times is people will stay because they don't want conflict. They will stay in the church many times and justify rather than leave over these issues. Speaking of young people in the church today, my friends, and how some of them 
feel about the woke church movement, I found this piece to be very interesting concerning the rock Christian group Skillet. Frontman John Cooper, although this is not a caliber of music you will hear on the Streams in the Desert live show, I do appreciate what John Cooper had to say from a Christian point of view concerning the destruction of today's church via the satanically inspired wokeism that is projected by the woke church movement. This piece was written by Trey Goins Phillips, uh, posted all the way back on April 28, 2021, by Faithwire and is titled Skillet Frontman John Cooper uh, Condemns Woke Ideology That's Wrecking Christianity. Trey begins this piece by stating that Skillet Frontman John Cooper is calling out what he describes as the woke ideology permeating the church, arguing it's wrecking Christianity. The writer shares that at the crux of this 46-year-old recording artist's definition of woke ideology is a uh, morally um, relativistic framework, a belief system rooted not in absolutes, but in individual experiences and understandings, often denoted by my truth claims. I studied postmodernism in college, but I never thought that anyone would actually build a society upon it because it's so unattainable. Cooper said during the uh, appearance last week on pro-life activist Abby Johnson's podcast. But that's what we have now built society on. And what's really scary is how that philosophy has entered into Christianity. That doesn't even make any sense, he added. You can't believe in God but not believe in absolute truth, obviously, because one negates the other. Yet, that is what's actually happening in Christianity. The writer continues by stating, Cooper said that he went through something, uh, went through something of an uh, awakening around 2016, recalling reading nearly 200 books in hopes of understanding the rapidly changing culture in which we live. Ultimately, Cooper explained he came to the realization that people don't believe in absolute truth anymore. The, he says that conclusion led him to become outspoken about what he sees as a problematic culture shift that is infiltrating Christian communities. In his book, Awake and Alive to Truth, Cooper argues we are living in a time that can best be described as a philosophical stew, suggesting it's highly influenced by postmodern thought. He relies on the following definition of postmodernism from Encyclopedia Britannica editor Brian Dugan. 
a late 20th century movement characterized by broad skepticism, subjectivism, or relativism, a general uh, suspicion of reason, and an acute sensitivity to the role of ideology in asserting and maintaining political and economic power. The writer then says, the data seems to bear out the presumption that society is trending towards moral relativism and postmodernism. A recent study from the Barna Group found that a majority of teens and young adults, 65%, note that, my friends, agreed with the claim that many religions can lead to eternal life, which is an out-and-out lie, my friends. Jesus Christ is the only way to eternal life, and God said it, so that settles it. In addition, 31% of the surveyed participants said they strongly agree that what is morally right and wrong changes over time. That is another out-and-out lie, my friends. The Bible is our compass, and we must go by the Word of God, and He is not changing. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In addition, 31% of surveyed participants say they strongly agree that what is morally right and wrong changes over time based on society. Well, they would base it on that because that's what wokeism is based on and that's what uh, uh, postmodernism is based on. 43% said they somewhat agreed with that claim. And that's a pretty high number to be just sort of agreeing with them as well, my friends. The writer of this piece continues by sharing that Cooper urged Christians to be, now listen up, my friends, extremely vigilant about the word of God, suggesting a relative uh, worldview will encourage some to reinterpret scripture based on a cultural understanding untethered from absolute truth. The writer then shares John Cooper's statement on the matter when they write, we need to be extremely vigilant about the Bible, set, uh, about what the Bible says, because if we are not, then we will begin to read the Bible with the same sort of relativism, he told Johnson. God is right. Whatever he says is right. So we should see the world through the filter that his word is supreme. But instead, what's happened in relativism is you say, no, I am supreme. My feelings are supreme. My experience is supreme. I can find truth in my heart. Then I look through that filter at the word of God and I shape the word of God to meet my needs. So we need to be extremely vigilant about this because it is wrecking Christianity, 
as the writer moves to close their piece, they add, the musician said that most, the most frightening part of woke ideology is it offers a new kind of salvation to its adherents. The writer continues by stating that Cooper went on to reference a story Johnson told a few minutes earlier when she remembering being when she remembered being okay with feeling that she would be condemned to hell for abandoning her childhood faith in God and working at an abortion clinic because what she was doing was in her mind virtuous John Cooper then says You just alluded to it a little while ago, Abby, when you said you were in the clinic thinking, I'm willing to trade the salvation that Jesus offers. I'm trading that because I, because what I am doing is actually virtuous, he said. In other words, what I am doing is earning me a different kind of righteousness, which is a different salvation, which is a different gospel. It is so deceptive because the world is preaching that they are more Christian than Christ. And that's what we have to watch out for. The writer then states, Cooper warned there are some who have been hoodwinked into believing another gospel, as he called it. Well, he didn't only call it that, my friends. The Word of God calls it that. The writer continues, or the uh, Cooper says, I think we have a load of people who say they believe that they are following followers of Jesus Christ, but really they're not, he explained. They just like the idea of who they think Jesus is, but I don't think they actually know the biblical Jesus. We see a lot of that going on around here today, not only in book churches, but in the postmodern churches and in the Jesus revolution and in the chosen. And I can go on and on and on and on. While, while relativism and postmodernist, postmodern philosophy suggest it is uh, only the individual who knows what is true and good for him or herself, Cooper said, biblical uh, theology teaches we don't even know what our truly best life would be. Only God actually knows what our best life would be. And if we just trust him, then he will give us what is best for us. I agree 1,000%, my friends. So, We think we're living out our best life whilst we're doing things that actually hurt us, said Cooper. That's the irony of the whole situation. Surrendering to Jesus Christ is the best decision anyone can make. And that will be the only way that you will ever have a fulfilling life. The writer ends this piece by stating, often Cooper argued young people are deconstructing things that are old wisdom. That's the problem, he told Johnson. You're 18, 
you're uh, you're 18 years old, de- deconstructing human wisdom for 4,000 years, tried, tested, and approved. But at 18 years old, after watching a four-minute TED Talk, we feel equipped to judge the millennia of wisdom. That is the epitome of arrogance, he said. My friends, there is a scripture for what John Cooper just shared, and it is found in Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16, where it is very powerfully written, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths, where is good? Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk therein. Perfect portrait of today, my friends. People spitting in the face of the one who gives them their very breath. With that said, I would like to end this piece by sharing something that has been said when it comes to the living word of God, who is none other than the Lord and only Savior of the world and whose name is Jesus Christ. There's the written word, my friends, but there is the living word, and the living word is Jesus Christ, which is to just keep the main thing the main thing when referring to Jesus and his teachings. The true unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God of heaven, whose one and only begotten son is none other than Jesus Christ, tells us that today is the day of salvation. My friends, we are truly living at 11.59 in split seconds just before the imminent return of the Lord and only Savior of the world, who is there again, none other than Jesus Christ, in what is called the rapture or the catching away of his church, saints, or bride, however you like to look at it. The question is, will you be ready to meet the Lord Jesus whenever he calls your name or appears in the eastern sky at his appearing in the rapture. Well, the good news is that that's why the Lord sent me here today. And the good news is that you can be ready because in John chapter 3, verses 16 through 18, Jesus, the living word of God, tells us the written word of God, which is for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ, should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ, might be saved. Why does it say might be saved? Because... You have a free will, and it's God-given. You are choosing the way you live your life to where you will spend your eternity and who you will spend it with. My friends, it will either be heaven walking the streets of gold with the Lord Jesus Christ or in the lake of fire with Satan. The word of God says, he that believeth on him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ, is not condemned. But the same word of God goes on to say, he that believeth not 
is condemned already. So if you want to go to the lake of fire, my friends, and you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ now, and you don't ever plan on having one, just keep doing what you're doing. But I guarantee you, the lake of fire was really only created for Satan, his evil angels and demons, the Antichrist beast and false prophet, and Satan himself, because he ends up going there too. And that's why he wants you to go with him. So don't do it. Just say no. The end of this word says, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son. Let's read that one more time. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him, who is Jesus Christ, the word of God says, is not condemned. But the same word of God says, but he that believeth not is condemned already. Why? The word of God says, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God, where salvation comes from, my friends, and the, and the hope of eternal life lies with the Lord Jesus Christ, my friends, and no one else. Jesus as well reminds us in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6, to let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me, Jesus said. In my Father's house are many mansions. If, I, if it were not so, Jesus said, I would have told you. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I, Jesus said, go and prepare a place for you, I, Jesus said, will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. And whether I go, ye know. And the way ye know. My friends, remember that the word way means method. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest, and how can we know the way or the method? Jesus said unto him, I am the way. I am the method. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus said, no man comes unto the Father but by me. For Paul tells us in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And in Romans chapter 6, 23, Paul reminds us that for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And it is for that very reason, my friends, that the Lord God, by way of the power working and anointing of his Holy Spirit as well, had the Apostle Paul to write the words found in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13, which begin with Paul stating that if thou or you shall confess with thy or your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine or your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou or you shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, I like to say right living in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the word of God goes on to say, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The word salvation, my friends, means way of escape from the lake of fire in this case. 
For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ, shall not be ashamed. Didn't it just say that back there in, in uh, John chapter 3, verses 16 through 18 as well, my friends? Yes, it did. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord, who is Jesus Christ, over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What is his name? His name is Jesus Christ. My friends, today is the day of salvation. This is what the word of God says. I love to repeat it though, because it's all we have. There's no more, no promise of tomorrow here on this earth. And so many of our friends and loved ones recently have been leaving. It's becoming staggering in the thought process of just how many people, not only the ones we know, but the ones we read about in the newspaper and see uh, from around the world dying every minute of every day. And it has accelerated, my friends, because time is short. The Lord Jesus Christ is on his way back. I've told you before the last conversation that I had with my little brother before he passed away, eight days later, he said, remember, Jesus is coming, and he's coming sooner than anyone can imagine. So, my friends, you know, take that from a person who then graduated to be uh, with the Lord in paradise until we meet again. My friends, you have to remember that if your church is not teaching the whole counsel of the one and only true and living God and his word, both written and living, and through the power working anointing of his Holy Spirit, uh, and, you know, like I said, the, the living word of God is Jesus Christ, and he is the one and only begotten son of the one and only true and living God, my friends, that is, Jesus Christ is the only savior of the world. My friends, it's absolutely time to change your church if that's not what you're being taught because you're just on your way to hell and then on to the lake of fire if you're going to anything less. And what I mean by that is you have to be able to back up what anyone is telling you by the word of God. It is the final authority. The power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit was sent to give us the uh, ability to discern truth from error my friends, and the scriptures of the Lord God are complete truth with no error at all. And it does come from the mouth of he who gives us our every breath and wants us to be with him in heaven for all eternity, my friends. So, you know, while it's still called today, my friends, today is the day of salvation, meaning that really, if you feel the prick of the Holy Spirit in your heart today, you really need to give your life over to the Lord Jesus Christ because uh, as I've seen recently, here today, gone tomorrow, my friends, suddenly people are leaving this place like never before. And so therefore, if you're ready to go, then you'll meet the Lord Jesus Christ. As soon as you take your last breath, you'll be in the arms of Jesus. But my friends, if you have not a relationship in good standing with the Lord Jesus Christ, when you take your last breath, you'll hit the flames of hell full force 
and you'll remain there until the great white throne judgment day of God, and then you'll be dumped off into the lake of fire, my friends. It sounds really sad and really harsh, but guess what? It's the truth. It's the absolute truth. And my friends, that is part of the problem today. As John Cooper and many others here today have said, people are believing in the philosophy of men and not the absolute truth of God. And my friends, you have got to make a break from it because if you don't, you're sending yourself to the lake of fire. No one else is because it's up to you to be ready, watching, waiting, and praying for the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And today, my friends, if you would like to receive the Lord Jesus Christ, because you feel the the prick of the Holy Spirit saying, you know, that's you. Hey, man, you know, that's you. You got to get it right. You're, you know, I can't tell you too much, but I will tell you that, like she said, it's here today and possibly gone tomorrow. So the fact is, is while it's still yet to call today, would be a good time for you to give your heart over to the Lord Jesus Christ, the only Savior of mankind so that you'll walk the streets of gold with him and not burn in torment in the lake of fire for all eternity. You know, my friends, people talk about going to hell all the time. Well, you know, hell is where you go after you die. But after the great white throne day of judgment of God, Hell and death are cast, along with you, if you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, into the lake of fire for all eternity. That is what the Word of God says. So you don't want to be there, my friends. But, you know, this has to become real to you. So for those of you who it has become real for today, that you feel the the prodding of the Holy Spirit and you feel the tender, loving care of the Lord Jesus Christ wooing you and calling you through the power, working and anointing of his Holy Spirit. Today is your day. And with that said, my friends, if you would like to receive the Lord Jesus Christ or if you're on the road to destruction right now because you once knew the Lord Jesus Christ, you taste and seen that he was good, but you've fallen back into the world, you've backslidden, it's time to get out of there, my friends, because you're in an even more precarious situation than even a person who hasn't given their heart over to the Lord Jesus Christ for the first time. My friends, while you have the opportunity, kick Satan to the curve. Don't listen to him anymore about all of his his uh, philosophies and his new age belief systems and I can get you here and I can do this and I can give you fame, fortune and money and riches and all your, uh, you know, earthly glory. Uh, but my friends, when all that fades away, he has nothing to offer you but the same place he's going and that's the lake of fire. So, Kick him to the curb. Don't believe his lies anymore about the fact that, oh, you fell away. You can't go back. He'll never receive you. Yes, the Lord will receive you unless you have crossed a line with the Lord that can't be retrieved. But if you're feeling a tugging of the Holy Spirit in your heart today, my friends, you have not crossed that line with God. So get back to it while you still can. With that said, let us pray. And what we're going to do is we're just going to pray a prayer that um, 
is asking the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins because that's what the Bible says for us to do. And it isn't about you pray this prayer and then you go, yep, I'm a Christian, saved, blah, blah, blah. I can go out and do whatever I want. N-O, no, absolutely no, 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 no. It is time to know God's word, know it well, and know it correctly for yourself. It is time to seek the Lord God uh, for the indwelling power, working, and anointing of his Holy Spirit. Once you've had uh, given your life over to the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, w- uh, seek the Lord God for the indwelling power, working, and anointing of his Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues, because it is the power, my friends, of God's Holy Spirit that lifted Jesus up off this earth, and it's the same power that will lift us up at the time of his calling for us. My friends, right now, if you would like to give your life or rededicate your life to the Lord Jesus Christ so that you will be ready, watching, and waiting for his imminent return, please say this prayer from your heart, not your head, to the Lord Jesus Christ, not to me. I can't save you. With that said, let us pray. Please pray this prayer out loud, my friends. Dear Lord God, we humbly come before your throne and bow down spiritually speaking. Lord God, we thank you for being an awesome God. We thank you for sending your one and only begotten son to suffer and die and shed his precious and holy blood upon the cross of Calvary for me, for us, Lord. We thank you for this gift. No one could give it because Jesus was sinless. He is both fully man and fully God. Lord God, thank you for this precious gift of the atoning blood of the Lord Jesus Christ for the covering and remission of our sins that we will be ready, watching, and waiting for his imminent return. Thank you, Lord God. Lord Jesus, I humbly come before your throne and bow down spiritually speaking. Lord Jesus, I thank you for going to the cross in my place and shedding your precious and holy blood for me to cover my sins as the Lamb of God so that I could be ready, watching and waiting and praying for your imminent return. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner in need of a Savior, and I know that you are the only Savior of all mankind. So therefore, Lord Jesus, I humbly ask you to please forgive me of my sins and to wash me as white as snow and to have me be ready, watching, waiting, and praying for your imminent return as I seek the Lord God, your Father, for the indwelling power, working, and anointing of his Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues, and that I may, as I walk with the Holy Spirit, know God's word, know it well, and know it correctly for myself, and listen for the small, still voice of the Holy Spirit to guide me and lead me into all truth and righteousness, and to bring all things that I have need of to my remembrance. Lord Jesus, I know that you are faithful and true to do that which you have promised, and I know that as you see my heart today, that I have become your child, and I will walk with you from this day forward. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this precious gift. And Holy Spirit, have your way in my life each and every day that I will be ready, watching, waiting, and praying for the imminent return of the Lord and only Savior, who is Jesus Christ. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray, amen and amen. And you know what I like to say here, my friends? It's a wrap. 
May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee or you his perfect shalom or peace. Shalom and blessings until we meet again. Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?